deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffins. Hello, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. I'm CC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, it's happened. After a week of forcing us to slave in the YouTube mines for content, uh, there's news. <laughs> We're like YouTube house elves. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, that's the fucking worst thing that I've ever heard, but it is probably true. You know, it's true. Um, that's us, but uh, not this week. Looks like Looks like we have some news. We were handed a sock by youtube itself and we're free to talk about <laughs> cursed child winning eight awards including best play at the tonys uh, uh, send me back to youtube so uh, yeah um i don't believe this that's that's my take on this um i i'm sure i've heard that like all the technical stuff in this play is very impressive everyone seems to love it but like i, I just from what i've read of the play itself and like of commentary. I I cannot believe that this was the best play of 2018, but Hey, one day, one day we'll learn, I guess, firsthand. Um, yeah. Check this article. Out know... on... Yeah. Oh, I will. Do you know, does it list, uh, what awards it won? I just uh, pulled it up right now. Well, let's so, yeah. So it was including best, okay, uh, best direction, uh, uh-huh. best scenic design. Sure, uh, uh-huh. I bet. I bet the scenic design of the like weird. De- what was the thing you compared the logo of like a future Slytherin thing to? That it looks like the it looks like the thing from Star Trek Enterprise when they go to the alternate timeline. Yeah, and I and I also think there's another thing that looks like the Cardassian uh, that- logo. <laughs> uh, best costume design, best lighting. Uh, and best sound design. Uh, best lighting, our, our good friend, uh, uh, that MP who was reminding everyone that Brexit uh, uh, was good because otherwise we would lose theater lighting. Uh, they'll be happy <laughs> to have that ammo ammunition in their pouch, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, this, I'm not, a th- as I've said multiple times on this show, I'm not a theater guy, so maybe I'm completely off base here, but I just can't believe that, that the Harry Potter play from two years ago coming to America was the best play that was performed uh, in America in 2018. That just seems a little... Yeah, I just learned recently that there's a there's a SpongeBob play and there's no way that's not what? better. That sounds so much better. I know. Um, I would much rather go see the SpongeBob play than Harry Potter, but it is our duty. Uh, oh, and this Pottermore article does say, oh, and JK seems pretty chuffed too. That links to her tweet where she says, I'm overjoyed for everyone involved in this production, which is one of the happiest creative experiences of my life. This is a very happy Monday morning. Uh, great. That's great. And in her spirit of charity and in her good mood, um, she must have seen a tweet from a broke Tallahassee father who text, who sent her, I'm a single parent, broke as can be, and reading the Harry Potter series together has been one of the biggest sources of bonding for us. Doubt you'll come across this or read this piece, but I just wanted to say thanks for the assist. Uh, 
oh, that's really sweet. Like, like that seems really nice. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I feel for that guy. I, I'm sure. I can that- only assume that that J.K. Rowling walked out to a writing room, sat down at her desk, and write a wrote a a check for one million dollars to send in the mail. <laughs> no, you and no, said, please, she's- please open a joke shop with this, <laughs> sir. Uh, <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, what she did do was uh, uh, respond with a tweet that said, "The gift you're giving your daughter." The gifts you're giving your daughter are priceless, and I'm truly honored that Harry and Co. are playing a part. DM me your address for a si- set of signed Potters X. So she signed off with a little kissy there, which is good. Um, but a little kiss from JK. <laughs> we all we all strive every day on Twitter.com to just get a little a little peck on the cheek from JK Rowling. <laughs> one um, day, one day, one day that'll be us. We need to keep asking her what snape has for breakfast um yeah yeah one day she'll respond uh so here's the thing this i genuinely feel for this guy right Mm -hmm. she sent him a set of signed books in response to like being i'm like i part of me is like okay i get it you can't like when even when you're rich you can't just like if, if if you if you start or i'm sure if this is from her perspective like if if i start giving money to everyone on twitter everyone on twitter will, will want some money but for that's you know what that's how uh hoarding wealth works i guess is that that the other people don't get it um like is the implication here that she's going to want him to sell them cuz they're signed or just like here's a nice thing because in the piece that he linked he linked to like a medium article that he had written about his situation he was saying that he he you know he's so broke that like they're getting the books from the library and it's her response like oh well, i know what i can do here i can help you <laughs> not get books for free from the library i can also give you books for free like is that the, is that what's going on here just think of how many library late fines you could pay after selling the signed Harry Potter books. Well, I mean, from JK's own mouth in those documentaries, I think she said that there's probably fewer unsigned copies of Harry Potter than signed ones uh, (laughs) in the world. So unless they're like first editions and he's going to auction them off for like 30 grand a piece, I don't know. Like just, just like kind of put a check in one of those, but put a, put a billion dollar bill or whatever you've got lying around and sneak one of those in the, like end of the seventh book as like a reward or like as a way to say, sorry for reading all the way through here. I'm sorry you had to read the epilogue. Here's a million bucks. <laughs> Maybe she, she ripped the the epilogue out. <laughs> I just replaced it with, with money. See, yeah. there you go. That would be a, a, a good way to go. Everyone loves this. Uh, but you know, I feel for that guy. I just like this just reminds me of JK's weird, weird uh, uh, thing on that documentary where she was saying that she, you know, uh, her friends have learned not to ask for money or whatever. Good. Um, real good stuff. But uh, she couldn't linger too much on that because after she signed those books and sent them off, uh, she is hard at work on Fantastic Beast 3. Are you excited? Uh, oh, I mean, oh. <sighs> Well, uh, as everyone knows, I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts one, um, and we will be doing that soon. Two comes out in November of this year. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's right, and we're going to sneak into that. Yeah. um, So I have to say, I haven't really been thinking about Fantastic Beasts three, but I guess I knew it was 
inevitable. Is it a is it a trilogy? Is that the idea? Uh, it's five five movies. Oh god. Yeah. So we got we're not even halfway through. Um, uh, I haven't even started. So yeah. So you've got five I'm whole catching up to do. Yeah, five whole movies for us to all watch. Uh, she did say that she likes to start work early, but the Fantastic Beast schedule can be punishing. She admitted that in the last year or two, I've put in a couple of all-nighters on the screenplays for Fantastic Beasts. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> a couple of all-nighters? Oh, that's just, you know, well, that, I guess that's why she gets the big bucks, you know? Yeah, that's true. She's a hard I wonder, worker. <laughs> I wonder if she spent any of those all-nighters in her million-dollar treehouse. <laughs> or the other million-dollar treehouse that are both on her property. <laughs> that's just where the brainstorming happens. That is where the brainstorming happens. Uh, but for now, she's got she's got more than Fantastic Beasts to write because she said that she is also planning to write another book for kids and it won't deal with wizards. Huh. So, well, I mean, I guess I'm like kind of wondering what that would be i guess so far other than harry potter and fantastic beasts and the harry potter world we have uh that one adult book that she wrote a casual vacancy mm-hmm. and then the three detective novels that she wrote under uh, a pen name yeah galbraith or whatever yeah and then her uh, what's the recent- point of writing under a pen name if you're gonna tell everyone it's you i think that she kept it a secret for a long time like oh really did she yeah. get unveiled was this a hmm. uh, yeah yeah i'll have to look more into that i think people pieced it together and but it was only somewhat r- relatively recently that she took full you know i feel like it might be obvious like she has a pretty distinct style um i feel like yeah i think there were suspicions and there there was always kind of talk of that being i think it was kind of an open secret um but also i think that the the genre that she is writing for um like supposedly it's a pretty uh i guess doesn't stand out in that genre and i think that people that maybe became fans of those books independent of harry potter really are just genre readers Hmm. um I'll, I'll have to look into it i'm sure we'll read them eventually yeah yeah that seems like something we can get to um but yeah i i don't know like she says it's been kicking around for about six years um my prediction is that it is a uh, a dark and gritty reboot of the rabbit book that she wrote oh I, we can only hope <laughs> it's either that or um she's gonna like rewrite that like what's it like the white pony or the white horse or whatever that she really likes um she's gonna write oh, a like yeah. pseudo sequel to that those are my those are my picks um and then finally last thing on the docket here i need to send you this one after i read it oh. to you because it is incredible and there is a visual component so the headline here is like isn't a strong enough word. J.K. Rowling on work of Irish artist who painted her as a chicken. What? And here you go. <laughs> uh, well, first thing, this this uh, website is quite a. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. It's nice. It's um, very good. It's very 2007. Please answer this survey to continue reading oh, you can this skip content. The sur- yeah, you can skip the survey. It asked me if I lived in Puyallup, and I was like, mm, no. <laughs> well, this is beautiful. It's it's a gorgeous. Well, I will link this when the when the episode goes live. Uh, it is quite gorgeous. Um, but there is something very 
I feel threatened by her tweet. Like, like isn't a strong enough word. Period. Like, maybe it's just like the the the, the internet generation that I'm part of. If you're typing like with full punctuation and stuff, you're mad, right? Like, that's the like oh, that's yeah. that's the tone you're supposed to pick up there. I feel like feel like jk was supremely pissed off when she saw this and had to go like kill some creepers in minecraft or something like that's what it looks like to me it's um just a a properly punctuated tweet and it kind of gives me the creeps but it might also just be because this picture is just really stunning it's very stunning but here's the here's the comparison i'm going to make here she did not send this artist a copy or a signed series of potters no no signed books for the for the chicken artist so no um but i think so, it's obvious that the chicken artist isn't struggling so that's true uh, yeah they're thriving actually they're thriving uh, uh and you can really tell so so i wouldn't worry too much about that yeah uh i think it's a beautiful picture this might end up as a uh, shrieky shack icon or uh header at some point if they let us use it because it is very funny yeah i love um, it I love it. Uh, but that's all I got. That's that's all that JK has been up to this week. So that's a lot. A lot going on. A lot going on there um, in the in the wizarding world. But uh, JK, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, <laughs> you're still not invited. Still a turf. So sorry about that. Not sorry. Yeah. Well, a lot is going on in the news, but a lot is also going on in our reading. That's true. Shall I take us take us over to chapter 15? Absolutely. All right. This one is long, and it's entitled Aragog. It's springtime at Hogwarts, uh, but everyone is pretty gloomy and anxious after the recent attacks and Dumbledore having to leave the school. Draco Malfoy is still being weird and gross and gloating about his dad getting Dumbledore fired and wishing that Hermione had died. In Herbology, Ernie apologizes to Harry because... Something about knowing that Harry would never attack Hermione, so they're cool. Uh, and while they're in the greenhouse, Ron and Harry see some spiders, and they're walking toward the Forbidden Forest, and they're still kind of kicking around that clue from Hagrid. In Lockhart's class, Lockhart goes on and on about how he knew it was Hagrid the whole time, and he's glad that Hagrid has been implicated and isn't worried at all. The attacks are going to stop because someone's been arrested. That makes Ron and Harry so upset and they also are just seeing Hermione's empty seat and so they resolve that that night they're going to go into the forest and follow the spiders they wait until everyone's gone from the common room that night and they take the invisibility cloak to Hagrid's hut they leave the cloak behind Harry Ron and Fang go into the forest they follow the trail of spiders and then they run into the flying car car the Fort Anglia and the the forest has turned it wild says Ron but it greets them Uh, And it's described as greeting them kind of like a dog. And while they're with the car, some spiders come out of the darkness and they pick them up and carry them to a nest with Aragog, the big, big spider and all his his spider children. Harry and Ron talk to Aragog. I guess Harry talks to Aragog for a little while, says that they're friends of Hagrid. Aragog says, you know, I'm I wasn't Slytherin's monster. Hagrid was framed. I know what the monster is, but I'm not going to tell you the the kind of the jokey joke being that the, the basilisk is kind of like a the Voldemort of spiders. I have a theory on why that might be, by the way. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Well, I'm almost done. And then you can hit me with that. Um, Harry says, like, we're going to leave now. 
And Aragorn says, no, we just like Hagrid, so you, I'm going to feed you to my children. And just in the nick of time, the car shows up, and they get in the car, and it drives them out away from, from Aragog and out of the forest. On their way back up to the castle, Ron is pretty freaked out and pretty mad, but Harry realizes that, this, that Aragog had said that the girl, like the person that had died the first time the Chamber of Secrets had been opened, had died in a bathroom. And, and Harry's like, oh, that must be Moaning Myrtle. And that's the end of the chapter. <sighs> tell, tell me your tell me your theory why why <laughs> why are the spiders so scared of the basilisk uh well i don't know if you know this but uh the spiders <laughs> don't have eyelids uh so the bath they can't hide for the basilisk uh, when I was reading the Harry Potter wiki this week, the, the description of of that basically were like, spiders have eight eyes, so they have a huge field of vision, so they would be particularly vulnerable <laughs> they have to the, the basilisk. They spider cranked all yeah, the way up. They sure do. <laughs> they are pro-Counter-Strike players. They've got a crazy FOV, and that basilisk will fuck them up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how'd you like this chapter? Oh my god. Um, it's pointless everything that happens in this chapter is pointless uh and it features we'll get to it because it chronologically it happens kind of later but it it after the whole ordeal last week with us grousing over how harry had forgotten about the invisibility cloak until now <laughs> there is an equally dumb thing involving the invisibility cloak but there's so much else to get to first which is the um that Ernie McMillan scene. Uh, why is Ernie McMillan a robot? Is he a like? What's his deal? Why does he talk like that? Does he? I I don't have that. I did not notice. Um, it's it's just like a full, it. It's like half the page of like. Uh, well, I'm Ernie McMillan, and I'm really sorry that I thought you were the heir of Slytherin, and because uh, I knew you would never attack Hermione, so we're cool now. And I'm gonna shake your hand. Like it's just like saying everything. <laughs> like i don't know it's also uh quite a leap of logic from ernie who was so willing to believe that harry was a, a psycho killer to be yeah. like oh but you would never psycho killer her <laughs> yeah that's a little uh, i did i did like that ron was not quick to forgive i feel i feel like ron's character is so much stronger in this chapter than any other that's that's my one good thing about this chapter is ron's character is very strong to me yes he is one. he is he is upset about hermione he is uh like afraid of the spiders but like you know braving it for for the sake of the, the mission it's, it's cute like like he is a very strongly characterized person in this um like I guess I, the main thing I want to talk because like the Lockhart stuff isn't that important, right? Like it is, it is cute and funny that he, he's being an asshole and he like, he is so self-assured in that scene, but like nothing's happening there, right? The major thing that is happening in this chapter is they finally follow the spiders. Can I just, can we just get, to, get to that? Is I'm, I'm like chomping at the bit here to talk about the spider bullshit. Okay, we will, but I have two things right. for you first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One, Go for it. One, Draco is still so fucked up. I just feel like I have to say that one more time that he's oh, like yeah, a he weird, totally, yes. he's just a little freak and I hate him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He sucks so much. And we'll probably talk about this a little bit in the next chapter um, because there's that fan theory about how Draco was like 
on their side the whole time. It's like Draco wasn't bad because he likes like tipped off Hermione about the basilisk and he actually, but it's just not, he's just a, he's just no, a fucked up little guy. Absolutely not. Like no way. I, it's, uh, it's not, it's like so over the top ridiculous. Um, uh, and my second one brings us right into the spider stuff. Okay. And this one, I, I went on the Harry Potter wiki. I have hand selected this little bit of trivia just for you. Uh, let me, let me pull it up real quick. I can't wait. Let me see here. <laughs> so, so here's some trivia and you probably don't know this. Okay. Uh, I'm reading directly from the wiki. And I'm sorry if I do a bad pronunciation. It is possible that Aragog could have been inspired by Shelob, another giant spider from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no. So I don't know if you picked up on that, but I figured if you oh. didn't, that that might help you out. Weird. And Aragog sounds like Aragorn. Weird. <laughs> huh. I, never, I don't know what that never, could mean. Yeah. Never put those two. To, ne- yeah. Never. <laughs> thank you, Wiki. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so now we can talk about the spider stuff, now that we have that good background. Okay, so after the last chapter before this one, the chapter right before this fucking one, <laughs> they did the, like, like guitar squeal, like, it's time to get my dad's old cloak out. <laughs> uh-huh. They walk to Hagrid's hut, and there is a line where... Harry puts the cloak down on the table and says they would not be needing it in the forest. What the fuck are you talking about, Harry? It's so dark in there. I think that's the reason it's given, right? It's like, oh, it's so dark. We won't be able to see. So we don't need it. So so no one else would be able to see. So, so fucking genius. Like, especially because the whole reason Ron didn't want to go into the forest was like, oh, there's scary stuff in there. Harry's like going like, well, why don't we leave behind the thing that makes the scary stuff not see us? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but, t- spiders have eight eyes. They don't have eight noses. Like, like they, they're not going to smell them. I, like what the f- JK, Joe, <laughs> you can't do this. You just can't. Harry only has one inventory space. <sighs> yeah, he's like, okay, well, I've equipped Ron, so I can't. Yeah, you can no, either they, take the. They, ca- they like go, they have one shirt inventory space and they go pick up Fang. They're like, wait, do we take this big <laughs> dog or do we take our invisibility cloak? <laughs> oh, choices, choices. Uh, yeah, holy shit. Like, it's not even like a, like, it, it would be one thing if it was like a, uh, oh, we forgot it and I'm, I'm too amped up and I don't want to go back and get it now or like a, uh oh i don't want to get it caught on a twig and ripped up um or something like they don't even do that it's just like he folds it up puts it on the table like mm, don't think i'll be needing this anymore. we're not gonna need this i i don't know yeah. like i guess they talked about werewolves um i guess werewolves might have a pretty good sense of smell but yeah yeah i just i don't know and then and then they get picked up by the spiders and i will say i think the spider scene is quite good like mm-hmm. it's it's freaky uh, in, a, in an effective way. Like, the, like it, the the description of like it's like endless legs and and like the chittering and stuff. Like it's a, it's a very it's a, it's a little scary for a kids book, honestly. Like it is pretty scary. I really liked it a lot, actually. 
yeah at least from like a like a a mood and like aesthetic point of view i did i did really like it uh the like structure of it though so aragog tells them exactly what they need to know but also okay so he's friends with hagrid right he knows hagrid he thinks hagrid's good and he's like i'm not the monster i didn't eat anyone um but my kids are gonna eat you friends of hagrid who comes and talks to me a bunch i guess like i feel like hagrid might be mad about that if that if that actually went down um yeah i i really like the concept of these these giant giant spiders and um and like i told you i I read the wiki and their like explanation for that is that the only way that a giant i guess they're acromantulas by the way and they're from borneo and and i did read that you grow them was it like it's like a chicken egg hatched under a toad or something instead of a chicken it's it's a cool it's very cool i like it um also, they, they don't have eyelids, so a basilisk <laughs> would be their mortal enemy. Uh, so the wiki says that the only way that a, one of these acromantulas can be friends or or like feel anything towards you is if it like a human raises it. Um, okay. I don't know if that's taken from Fantastic Beasts or if the wiki is reverse engineering this <laughs> right, scene. The story. Yeah. Um, in a weird way, I, I feel like Harry, I, I, I'm not saying this is like, this is like a, what I would do, which is maybe say that they need that information to help friend Hagrid, but I don't really blame Harry. It was a very scary situation. Um, I forgot that Aragog has a wife. I laughed at that line a lot. The like, my Hagrid wife. brought me a wife. <laughs> <laughs> Aragog voice, my wife. Yeah, I mean, like Aragog, like th- this, this, this feels so much like a, almost like the dueling club scene, like a a scene that was like vividly imagined and then awkwardly fit into the rest of the story later, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because it's such it's such a strong visual and like the the mood is so perfect, but the actual like what it's doing for the story is is nothing. It it they go through this gigantic ordeal to be reminded that they're huge fucking idiots and that they've never talked to moaning myrtle like they just don't seem to like they've never considered that like the the dead girl in the bathroom might be like even if it didn't have anything to do with uh with 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 the chamber of secrets you're telling me that like nobody not even like the teachers like yeah i guess that's you know the scenes in this book like these vividly imagined scenes like the lockhart dueling club thing i am losing patience with them as the story goes on because as i read the story that my frustration level is going up and this mm-hmm. scene uh well i think is really good in some ways is so frustrating because the clue that it reveals to us, um, the fun part is supposed to be like, Oh, it's moaning Myrtle. And that's like Harry's takeaway too. Cause obviously we're seeing this through Harry's eyes. I don't think that's a stretch. I think that the problem is that it's just so frustrating. How, how 
stupid all of the adults would have to be to make right. this work. It does it doesn't make sense and um and we'll get into this in the next chapter, but she's not keeping it a secret. And Dumbledore no. was teaching at the school when she died. So it just... And everyone knows that she's the one who died. Right. And we don't know. And Harry doesn't know. That part doesn't... Like, that's yeah, yeah, fine. No, no. For, yes, for Harry... Okay, yeah. For, fair enough. For Harry and Ron, that they'd have no real reason to know that, I guess. But we kind of have to assume that everyone else has forgotten for some reason. And they were there at the time. Like, they're not... This isn't like ancient legend. This was 50 years ago? Right, because because they thought Hagrid killed her. Um, right. This is this is a school where Hagrid works, where a ghost is of a person he supposedly murdered. Yeah, that's a little awkward, huh? Yeah. Like, I I mean, I like, and it's also apparently common knowledge, or at least knowledge outside the school in some capacity, because the Minister of Magic knows. The Minister of Magic so, knows. Dumbledore would have to know because he was the Transfiguration Professor at the time. Um, so uh, so I don't know. So is to like clearly everyone knows Haggard isn't the one, but like is that the public perception? I I just don't know. I don't understand what like how this this story fits together at all at this point. Um, yeah, I think I think what we should do is shelve this because I think I have more stuff to say about this, but it'll yeah. become easier to talk about after we do the next chapter. Um, yes, because that's I, when when all the clues fall into place or, or we're supposed to have that aha moment where everything <laughs> makes sense. Can we talk a little bit about the dog car? Yeah, what's up with that? It's I mean, I, I guess like our, our takeaway at the it's like chapter four or whatever when when they they arrive at hogwarts and it suddenly like beeps at them angrily and drives away and stuff like it, it had become a like living creature which i think is cute but like was it that all the time and like <sighs> i don't know it, if it was like on for too long i'm not sure what force operated on this car to make it like this uh and it doesn't uh -huh. it doesn't particularly matter i will say that um there was a an interview with jk rowling in 1999 um and the car was supposed to come back later in the books and was cut i mean huh. we know it was cut because it's not not in there but um it was supposed to be like a recurring creature yeah. Yep. I kind of like that idea. I like. I, I. I. To be clear, I like the car. I like the the, the car as like a weird mechanical dog thing. It's just so <laughs> strange because you don't really see much. Um, I don't know, like mechanical stuff in in this series, and like I, I, I it, it it seeming to be alive definitely makes things a bit weirder. Um, at yeah, least for I... like not in this book because it's it's whatever. Like we're still in like like early fairy tale fantasy but like when when the series i guess i could see like when the series gets darker and more serious and like attempts to be a little bit more rigidly defined like the car the living car might be a bit odd to include still but yeah i think that's kind of a bummer because i really do like this um this more because i don't feel like the magic gets more consistent i wouldn't no. say that like it it doesn't the rules don't get clearer or anything like that. I would say the magic ends up 
more sterile as it goes because it's gun spell um torture spell yeah zombie spell um Mm -hmm. fire big big angry fire spell (laughs) um and we don't see that very this kind of lively you know the the car went into the woods and became like a weird like wild dog um and i don't really need that to be well defined for me but i do kind of enjoy that that color that these surprising it's 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 a it's a it's a fun surprise and i don't think the magic stays surprising in this series no well harry's learned his signature spell he learned it this book (laughs) and he's he's never going to use another spell again um expelliarmus that's the one the disarming spell that also gives you a blast um wahoo i would like to say that I think my favorite, I, I kind of touched on it earlier, um, that I like Ron's characterization in this chapter. Um, but I really liked the transition of them leaving the forest and how upset Ron was. Like all of those descriptions were really vivid. Um, like he was obviously like physically reacting. I think he like is, goes outside and is sick. Um, he you know is unable to speak he's just absolutely terrified Um, yeah he seems genuinely like shell-shocked like yeah i and i think that stuff is really good and then he has like an outburst right because um because he asks harry's like you know what the hell he says like i don't know what harry says something something about hagrid and and ron says that's exactly hagrid's problem he always thinks monsters aren't as bad as they were made out to be and look where it's got him a cell in azkaban uh what was the pointing of of sending us in there what have we found out i'd like to know um which is interesting (laughs) because i like that moment but it also just it feels like ron is highlighting my frustrations with this chapter (laughs) Uh yeah um i can appreciate it that i think uh, I hate to talk about the Norbert chapter again, um, mm. but I think that this, what Ron says about this being Hagrid's problem was what we mm-hmm. were supposed to take out of those. But, like, right. Nor- yeah. like we were supposed to have that takeaway and I just didn't, and that didn't work for me. And it does work better here. Yes, totally. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that feels odd here compared to the first book, because also keep in mind, like, like this is, a well-written scene of, of Ron dealing with like a traumatic event. Um, but this is also post him deciding he is ready to die in a magic chess game, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like a kind of an interesting, like, like we've definitely walked his character arc back and it's probably for the best, you know, cause it's, you know, this is going to be a seven book series. He's like fucking 12 years old, like whatever. But it is funny that we have, we have gone from like heroic Ron ready to do anything with a brave face ready to die in chess to like Ron having to confront his fear of spiders and like losing his shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so weird all, and this continues over into the next chapter, I would say, um, which is someone else having an extreme reaction to something happening and Harry being completely unaffected. Just like, yeah, Harry's kind of an asshole here. Honestly, he's not, He's not really there. Like, this has been a problem this whole book, but, like, Harry's not really there for Ron here that much. No, He's just, and, like, and very calmly, like, well, we learned about the go. Like, we know it's are- Myrtle. Yeah. Like, Harry, yeah, Harry's just there to, like, put the pieces together. 
I guess, and doesn't seem to have any. I think I think that there are some things where it says like Harry is scared and things like that. But in contrast to other characters reacting to things, he seems remarkably unaffected. Yeah, he's chill. Um, yeah, I, I it's in the next chapter, but I actually highlighted a paragraph, which I think is like the first and like most vivid thought that Harry has had to, for himself <laughs> in this entire book. Uh, and it's like nearly the end of the book. But yeah, like man, this is a long chapter, but like. I'm trying to grasp at like what actually happens here and it's like nothing really uh they go to the forest they get freaked out by some cool spiders and then that's it and yeah they left and they, the invisibility realize, cloak for no reason they realized that myrtle was the one that was killed um i might just take us into the next one because i don't think i have much else I, to say about yeah. this no um, it was a long chapter but there's not really that much to scoop out of it it's a uh, it's kind of nothing Aragog's yeah. cool. Yep. I, I like Aragog. Um, the next chapter is chapter 16, the Chamber of Secrets. And this, uh, I, I think, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Other than the Tom Riddle reveal, this is the mystery being solved. Like this is kind of the culmination of everything we know. Um, yeah. It starts off the next day from when they were in the forest and they're in Transfiguration and Harry and Ron are finding out that Hogwarts is still conducting exams this year. Later that day, McGonagall also makes an announcement that the Mandrakes are almost ready. And the hope is that someone who is petrified is going to wake up and be able to implicate whoever was doing the attacks. Ginny approaches Harry and Ron at a meal. I can't remember if it was like lunch or, or something. She has something to tell them. She's all, all nervous. They, they suspect that it has something to do with the Chamber of Secrets. They say, Ginny, what is it? But Percy shows up and kind of scares her off. And Ron says to Percy, she was just going to tell us something. And Percy says, uh, oh, you know, she walked in on me doing something em- embarrassing. And uh, it's nothing, nothing important. I can't believe she would. Do so it's kind of like a goofy fake out scene. Uh, between classes, Lockhart is escorting the students and Harry convinces him to let uh, Ron ever t- for them to not get an escort so that Ron and Harry can go sneak off to see Moaning Myrtle. But on their way there, they are, they run into McGonagall who's like, what are you doing? And they trick her into letting them go to the hospital wing to visit Hermione. Then they have to go visit Hermione. And while they're there, they find a crumpled up library page in her hand that the hospital, that Madame Pomfrey didn't find for some reason. Um, And it's about basilisks. Harry suddenly understands everything and he tells us all the, all the pieces. He tells us what happened. He also knows how everyone was petrified instead of being killed. Harry and Ron go to the staff room to tell someone what they found out. But when they're there, an announcement is heard throughout the halls. All the students are ordered back to their common rooms. So Harry and Ron hide in a wardrobe and the teachers come in and it, and they overhear that Ginny was taken into the chamber of secrets. The teachers then turn on Lockhart and kind of call his bluff about knowing where the chamber is and knowing how to kill the monster and say, well, it's now your chance to go after, after it. Harry and Ron also hear that Hogwarts is going to be closed the next scene, we have Harry and Ron back in the dormitory. They're speculating that Ginny must have known something about the chamber. That was why she was taken. And it had nothing to do with Percy's dumb thing. They decide to go tell Lockhart what they know, since they think that Lockhart is going to go after the monster. 
when they go to Lockhart's classroom, he looks like he's packing up all his stuff and they confront him. Lockhart gives his like big villain speech about how he didn't do anything in any of his books, but he's really good at memory charms. He turns his wand on them, but Harry hits him with this signature spell, Expelliarmus, and the wand <laughs> goes, and, and Ron catches the wand and throws it out of the window. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then they say, okay, we're going to the chamber. And they march Lockhart to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. They talk to Moaning Myrtle. Myrtle tells them that the last thing she remembers before she died is looking into a pair of giant yellow eyes. And then she just dies. Harry and Ron look around. Harry finds uh, a toilet basilisk. Uh, he, <laughs> speak, he speaks parcel tongue to it. And the pipe opens up. They found the chamber of secrets. They, they tell Lockhart, you're going first. And they go, they go down into the, into the chamber of secrets. It's very spooky. Uh, Lockhart tries to obliviate them again. Once he takes Ron's wand, but the wand explodes and causes a tunnel collapse. So Harry is cut off from Lockhart and Ron and has to go it alone. And that is the end of the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this isn't, okay. This isn't as bad as the last one. Um, but, uh, okay. No, you know what? Okay. We gotta be chronological. I gotta be good. Um, that, that Ginny and Percy thing, uh, that was, that was some, just some adult JK humor, right? Like it has I to be. I don't know. I freaked out because I was, I, I, I mean, was that not a masturbation joke? I'm so, a- I'm so confused because it everything that I so I guess later on it's referenced. It's like oh, Ginny walked in on on Percy kissing Penelope. Um, yeah, mm, yeah, okay, but that seems like that seems like an editor's note to me. That seems like a, you cannot publish this book with this joke in. This does not me. seem like anything other than a masturbation joke to me. Same, I cannot I mean, read this any other way. And I and please anyone that is listening to this that has a copy of Chamber of Secrets. Please read it and tell me, just DM me and tell me if you think it's a masturbation joke, because I... It has to be. Like, like, because here's the thing. Here's my prediction. I think that this was like an arc for Percy originally, because there's that joke at the beginning of the book where Fred and George are like, he's in his room all the time, and you can only polish a prefect badge so many times. Like Yeah, and then, all- and then the official line is like, he's writing letters to his secret girlfriend. Yeah, like come on, like, uh-huh. that, like like that's that that's like the the children's book answer, but like that, there's no way that 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 was not put in there as like a as a like a joke for the adult readers or something. It's so blatant. This is such a, I, and I have like a weird problem with the the secret kissing explanation, which is that Penelope at this point is petrified, and yeah, that's and he, worse. And he describes it as the other day and i understand that i probably have less of a grasp on like the passage of time other than this be it you know there's a little bit of a throwaway line about how it's springtime now but i don't i and i i can't find anyone talking about this everyone talks about the uranus joke (laughs) <laughs> yeah, everyone talks about the the Uranus jokes in like Goblet of Fire and stuff, but like there's 
yeah i are 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 we just perverts or is this this is this just has this gone over everyone's heads because this seems like so obvious to me it's like a, a really awkward like percy's jacking off joke like <laughs> yeah so there's that um i do like i guess the point of this scene i guess which is um, I think that Ginny should have been more of a character if she was going to be the one opening the Chamber of Secrets. But um, I guess the last couple chapters have kind of stepped it up in that regard um, mm-hmm. because she feels a little bit more kind of ever present rather than just popping up to be a clue. Yeah, she's still I, it's a clue not great. Here, it's not great. I just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm trying to make too many excuses for it um (laughs) there's stuff i want to like in this book so much like i do like the scene where all the teachers are convening and they and like snape dunks on lockhart and gets everyone to snape is so good in this book he is he is he and lockhart are my my shining lights of chamber secrets they are they are the two gleaming basilisk eyes Uh, (laughs) um yeah, it's 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 uh, I don't know. Like it's a great scene, but it also is a great scene that I think like then makes the like the scene after worse because so like all the teachers are like, "Oh yeah, Lockhart, why don't you go and like you keep talking about this? Why don't you go and do-? like and then when when he leaves, when they when he's clearly been rattled, you know, and, and he leaves McGonagall's just like okay well like that that, you know that's gotten him out of our hair now what do we really do like Harry and Ron are there to hear that why do they then think that after that they should go to Lockhart and Ernest because the teachers were clearly like just telling him to fuck off right like they weren't actually saying yeah the teachers were not saying like Lockhart go do this they were they were telling him in no uncertain terms that like they know that he's full of shit and that he should fuck off like yeah they've had enough yeah, why do Harry and Ron then go to Lockhart? This this sequence of events is very strange. Yeah, I especially because they have they haven't trusted him from the beginning. They've no. always hated Lockhart. Yeah, um, I don't know why Lockhart had to go into the chamber with them. I don't know how that serves this story. Like, what are they other doing? than other than uh, to other cut than... Harry off from? ron because they want Mm -hmm. because harry needs to go and and save Ginny alone um i yeah again is a kind of silly way to talk about this and and isn't like particularly productive but this is such a problem that is created by harry not being the one with the diary yes because i guess we're we're getting a little bit we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because there is there is more stuff here about harry not being a useful character in this story because before all this happens there's the fucking uh hospital wing scene right like okay why is harry um he just comes off like an asshole here and maybe this is just me reading too much into it but ron is sitting there and he's looking at hermione's face and is sad and it literally transitions into saying but harry wasn't looking at hermione's face he was more interested in her right hand what the fuck harry like there's nothing from him like being upset or or feeling anything there's the there's the line like the line that harry feeds mcgonagall which is like, oh, we're just going to the hospital because we miss our friend. Like, he's telling a lie there. 
He's making he's making shit up. Like, what? Why couldn't that have been an? Or why couldn't this scene have happened in earnest? Are they not going and visiting Hermione and like, like? It was like, well, well, fuck, fucking whatever. Like, fuck. I guess like, we'll visit Hermione. I guess we'll tell her that we we care about our friend. Yeah. Like, what's the deal? Like, it's just it just comes off as so weird. Um, I don't know why Harry just has to be this emotionless puzzles but he doesn't even solve the puzzle right like he's he's sherlock but he doesn't do any of the the puzzle this solving book, I, this book should be retitled hermione granger and the emotional labor because she does everything <laughs> in this book like like she it, it, it is so fucking stupid the way that harry like gets the piece of paper out and then it's just like immediately not only figures like like figures out that it's a basilisk because because Hermione figured out it's a basilisk, but like then immediately understands how all of the other petrifications happened, like just rattles them off like 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 a fucking mind palace scene. It's so stupid. This this really is the the Harry Potter mind palace scene, except he didn't solve any, and and it's so bizarre because it's written as this big payoff moment where it's like Harry has put all the pieces together, but he doesn't like he didn't do anything, he didn't Harry solve is, anything, he didn't figure is, anything out. Okay, is is this just like an ironic thing with because the story is written badly or is it this is just harry basically being lockhart everyone's done the work for him, <laughs> and he is taking the credit for it like right i doubt that's intentional but i do no, I, really no, like it, that it, reading it, it, of it yeah but that is that is harry is is a shitty little lockhart in this scene he's just handed the solution to everything and, and, and ron and, takes on like the dumb like oh like he's rattling off all these things like oh justin looked through the ghost and and hermione looked uh, like around the corner with the mirror and ron's like and mrs norris it's like harry yeah, thinks it's so it's so funny <laughs> it is a sherlock and watson thing completely <laughs> harry yeah. didn't do anything he didn't figure harry anything didn't out fucking do anything um literally so, okay, even so- even down to pipes being written on the piece of paper and then it acts yeah. as if and it acts it it is written as if harry is discovering this but it's literally written down on it's, the paper <laughs> it's like hmm, then, what could pipes mean and then they go to to myrtle yeah and again like myrtle just tells them they don't have she's to so excited which I actually do like this scene a little bit. Like I, I like Myrtle a lot as a character. I, uh-huh. I think she's funny and like this this thing where she's like super jazzed to tell them her like her her story that she's clearly been like kicking around in her head for fifty years, like the most dramatic way to tell. I really like that. Yeah, I love um, the like melodrama of her telling this like ca- like pretty traumatic story, but then her conclusion is like, and then I'm gonna haunt the girl that made fun of my glasses. Yeah, and she's like doing like a like a dramatic swoon at one point. Like it's it's it's, it's cute. very cute. Um I have a question about sure. the Chamber of Secrets. Uh-huh. Um okay. Salazar Slytherin and all those guys lived how long ago? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um before Merlin, I can tell you that. So thousands of years. We're talking yes. yes. Uh 
Did they have toilets? Did they have sewers? Hey, you're the history buff. Maybe wizards did. Maybe, because I'm just saying the entrance to the Chamber of Secrets, this mysterious thing. It's a, it's a modern bathroom. Like, um, so, I... I, I, I'm not a history buff, uh, but, but, but the I thought sewers that and pipes. I thought that J.K. Rowling has said that, like before sewers, uh, wizards were just shitting themselves and vanishing it. Like that is, yeah. The, I did. I didn't That's make that canon. up. That is canon. Um, that is canon. That is on Pottermore. The wizards would just soil themselves and vanish it away. Uh, yeah, so the entire Chamber of Secrets is, is like like in the sewer system, which definitely like okay, like if, if Salazar was a medieval dude, they would have they would have like pipes, like big pipes, I, I I guess, and like you know runoff and stuff, but they would not have a fucking like bathroom with a sink and toilets. Like, did there's nothing in here about like Tom Riddle like making a new entrance to the chamber, right? He found the chamber. Who who updated it? Who who came in <laughs> and was like, you know, Salazar's like 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 ratty ass plumber heir was like, oh yeah, I gotta mm, looks like you got a problem with your pipes. I'm gonna just gonna <laughs> update your your cha- your secret chamber entrance here, uh, and uh, then the basilisk will be able to get in the pipes and everything. It'll be right as rain. You won't even notice the difference. But I, I gotta order a pot, so it's gonna take me at least six months. Like did like like did that happen at some point? And we're just not. It's not important. And we don't know. Because uh, yeah, it was it was Mar- it was Mario from the live action Mario film. I feel like that is what that <laughs> voice just was. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Salazar Junior. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you if you call me, uh, I can come. Mm, uh, you know, I got I got. Uh, let's see, Tuesday is open uh, next month uh and uh that's all i got so take it or leave it i guess it could have been Vold- uh, tom riddle when he i don't know why he would if there if if there was just a big old pipe right like run off is tom riddle whatever. like a toilet genius is he is I, he <laughs> did he I, just go I in the bathroom to, i have to assume hello that- ladies i'm here to update your bathroom it's me tom riddle like like what <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I have to assume that like wizards have toilet spills, right? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, Molly Weasley has her like book of household spells, so I assume yeah. there are like plumbing spells and like, to- like I said, toilet spells. So maybe <laughs> Tom Riddle went and like he knew the big old pipe was he like searched it and found where it is located and it's like oh i guess i'll do some toilet spells in the near nearby bathroom to connect the entryway i mean i don't know <laughs> also is the basilisk coming out of the sink i i don't know i don't know how big the basilisk is i it's, think that the, uh, they say they the say it's at least 20 like, feet long right yeah and, yeah it, like the skin is towering above them or whatever or, or is is large i don't know if it's as meant to be as big as like the movie version or it's just a straight up like godzilla monster but i yeah it has to be coming out of sinks and toilets and things like that right yeah <sighs> okay so the, the toilet genius tom riddle updated their bathroom it was like a like a whole it was like one of those home makeover shows uh 
And he's yeah. like, excuse me, ladies, I'm here to to give your bathroom an update. Then, oh, yeah, because it would also have been a used bathroom. It, like, Because the reason that people don't use this bathroom now is because there's a ghost in it. But there right. w- it, it would have been a... It, like bathroom bathroom that was in in use at that time yeah huh so i don't know i don't know about that one okay well uh <laughs> i don't e- i don't even know where to go from there this uh this chapter mm. well oh, what do you think this- of lockhart's reveal like what do you think about about his villain speech and that whole scene of of them i'm really i'm really torn on it because it's a stupid villain speech where he just monologues his entire like reason for existing in the story and like like it's it's dumb right it's it's a james bond like like here is exactly my plan however part of me feels like if there's one character who would be able to get away with that in harry potter it would be lockhart right like like he is someone who is a big braggart. He loves to tell people how smart he is. He would absolutely like he would probably be like bursting to tell someone this, right? Like like so maybe it's excusable in that sense. However, it is also very stupid to read. Yeah, it it feels very silly. I think this is probably not an actual critique of mine and more of a what I feel like is kind of a personal bummer because I really had this idea of Lockhart as maybe thinking that this might be like a shameful thing. Like it's someone that like believes their own lies, which makes the, (laughs) the villain speech or being proud that he's a sham seem kind of unbelievable and yeah like this this isn't really like a an actual problem that i have with it because this is just a different version of the character than the one that (laughs) i kind of liked the idea of um i i like the version where i like the the idea of a version of this character where because he lists all these like really goofy minor things like, oh, no one's going to read uh, so-and-so's version of this story because, oh, she's got a hairy chin. And like, oh, no one's going to listen to this guy's story because he's a fucking old, he looks like a turtle man or something. Like, like he, <laughs> he, I, I like this version where he like, he is so vain that he thinks he's doing these people a favor or something, yeah. you know, yeah. like, like, oh, like I'm, I'm going out into the world and I'm finding these stories that wouldn't get told. And uh, like, there's a little bit of a like, I mean, I don't want to get too political here, but there's a little bit of a like, uh, you know, appropriate like appropriation story here, right? Like, oh, I'm uh-huh. going and finding these wonderful stories, and but I'm, I'm, I'm making them, you know, uh, digestible for for an audience that'll pay for it, and you know, I like like and I'm, you know. He, he he seems like when we like go off and on about like oh like i and all my coffee beans are fair trade and like, <laughs> like i traveled to the amazon like like he just seems like i i like that version of him where he he thinks he's doing something noble you know yeah I, like it, it doesn't have to be that way and like i i still i understand the read of it where it's like he is a villain and like uh is just like can't wait to tell someone how smart he is but i i i feel you on like the i i kind of like the idea of him just like being so up his own ass he thinks that he's you know doing good by the world yeah yeah uh so not a not a true complaint just a just a version of it that i i honestly wasn't ready for his i did not expect that 
I didn't think it was coming speech. here. I thought I thought that they were for some reason I remembered it as like it was in the chamber where this came out or something. But this scene is bad. Like I like why do Harry and Ron care while Lockhart has to contribute to this? I think that the thing that bothers me most about this chapter is Harry and Ron know that the monster is a basilisk, right? Mm-hmm. That seems like information that would be good for someone who could do something about it to know. Um, mm-hmm. Like maybe McGonagall or maybe Snape mm-hmm. even, or I know they don't like Snape or Professor Flitwick. Um, yeah, what if they just, what if they just sent fucking Professor Bins down to scope it out? He's a ghost. I think that the most, my, the part that I hate the most is they're hiding in the wardrobe, right? And they're hearing the teachers talk about Ginny being taken. Um, they went to the staff room to go tell the teachers that, that the monster was a basilisk. Yeah. What changed that made them decide uh-huh. not to do that? Yeah. Because Ginny wouldn't, it be, stolen, wouldn't it be more urgent to tell them yeah. after Ginny was taken to the chamber? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, yeah, like, like McGonagall could transfigure into a, I don't know, something that doesn't have eyes. Um, not a spider, because spiders have eight eyes. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you thought about this, but uh, a spider not being able to blink or close its eyes would make a basilisk its mortal enemy. <laughs> I just, I mean, we don't know all the wizard jobs, right? Um, we know that uh, Charlie works with dragons. Maybe there are like, mo- like wizard guys that are experts in like basilisks and will go and kill it. Like, I- you have to get the other, uh, like, you know, uh, the the plumber who fixed an update of the chamber. His son continued the job. He's like, oh, basilisks. Oh, boy, you got one of those in your pipes. Well, my dad, he built this chamber, you know, access thing. But uh, but yeah, I, you know, when I was coming in to fix it, uh, I would I would bring <laughs> some sunglasses and it would, you know, he couldn't do nothing. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And with Ginny being taken, it's like the stakes are raising and yet Harry and Ron's urgency becomes less mm-hmm. to do what they thought was the right thing to do. Um, well, they they haven't trusted Lockhart ever in this book. Why do they think he's a valuable resource now? I don't know. It I, <laughs> I just don't understand their their what they're thinking here. And then I also just find the scene of Harry expelliarmusing Lockhart and then Ron throwing his wand out of the window to yeah. be absolutely nuts. I I do and then what they march him at one point to the chamber they like literally kidnap Lockhart and force him into the chamber of secrets to what end um, <laughs> they're, little, I, they're little terrorists also why does he do it what are they gonna do to him they know like two spells <laughs> he's an adult I, I don't yeah. understand why why doesn't he shout for help like I what are they gonna Walter, do hit him with a tickling spell Harry's yeah. used his signature spell already. What else is there? <laughs> he's he's just like I don't. His ult is on cooldown. Yeah, um, I I guess like I just 
I'm so frustrated by the story at this point just because it's, it seems I, lazy and it doesn't make sense. And then the things that it stretches to do, I don't understand why it's necessary. I don't know why Lockhart has to be down there with them. Um, and, and it just, it just piles up. And I feel like this is the same thing that happened to me at the end of Philosopher's Stone, but it's just more because I just, I just don't understand. Why didn't Dumbledore ask Bertle how she died? Why didn't Harry and Ron tell anyone other than Lockhart what they knew? Why don't the teachers know it's a basilisk when it was just all there in a fucking library book that Hermione found? Why doesn't Hagrid <laughs> tell anyone that he was framed by literally Voldemort? I I just, I don't, it just doesn't, I just hate it. I don't, it just does, it's not working for me. Um, no. I have, understand have... that this is a children's book, but this is stretching my like level of belief it's so far it's not I, a mystery it, it this is only a mystery because everyone involved is stupid like that's the the entire mystery hinges on all of these characters for 50 years being huge idiots the, yeah and and all of the like payoffs for the mystery we don't it, it's like the book goes through the motions and writes in the language that a mystery like it follows the mystery book script but none of them are real payoffs because our characters aren't doing anything or realizing anything <laughs> all of the realizations and the clues that have been uncovered have been characters saying oh i just realized something except it's something that they realized or had read in the past off screen that we don't know about yeah yeah i mean that's quite literally hermione's thing right like she jumps up and is like, oh, I just remembered something. I have to go to the library. And yeah. Or, goes. oh, I know how we'll do it. We'll look at the Polyjuice Potion, which we heard about in Snape's class that we didn't hear about as readers. Yeah. Um. So there's no real payoff here. It just kind of goes through the motions, I guess. And I don't really care about Harry confronting Tom Riddle because he hasn't had an arc this book. Yeah, Tom Riddle... Again, like I brought this up last time, but like if the like like you said earlier, the if if Harry had had the diary and Tom Riddle was a constant presence, it would have been so much more interesting to have a showdown between them. Here it's like, who is this guy? Like, who the fuck is Tom Riddle? Like they don't yeah. even tell they don't ask any of the teachers, like, hey, do you remember a guy named Tom Riddle? What was his deal? Do the t I still I still don't know if is it common knowledge that Tom Riddle is Voldemort or no? We we don't know because Harry hasn't asked anyone. <laughs> right. Like, but I Oh, what a <laughs> fucking mess. I It seems it's, very okay. appropriate that if, this if, chapter is me, called The Chamber of Secrets. Let me put it this way. If if nobody knows other than like Dumbledore and Harry and whatnot, that means that there is a missing person in the Harry Potter <laughs> world who is named Tom Marvolo Riddle, which is an exact <laughs> anagram of I am Lord Voldemort that nobody in the world has figured out. Also, uh, the Wizarding World has been at war with Voldemort and nobody has been like, who is that guy? Like and it's like oh that's Voldemort and it's like yeah but, yeah, <laughs> but where did this guy come from? 
Oh my god. He's like he's like fucking Batman, like no one can figure <laughs> it out. Like I'm losing no it. No one's no one's seen Bruce Wayne and Batman in the same place at the same time. Also, no one's no one's seen Tom Riddle and Voldemort in the same place at the same time. Also, there's no like no Tom Riddle. Like he doesn't have a job. He doesn't live anywhere. Who is who is this guy? <laughs> who killed Hannibal? It's 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 oh, God. It, it's bad. It's bad. And then yeah. and then Harry gets separated and he's ready to and blah blah blah. The, the, also, the, this the is payoff. just the finally. A, what's the payoff? Tell me. Oh, the payoff for Ron's wand. Oh, because he keeps saying like, "Oh, I better not do a spell because my wand's broken." Like he's been saying for every chapter. I again very nitpicky, but it's hard not to be nitpicky when everything is so terrible. Um, I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to use a broken wand. This seems exceptionally dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah. And do none of the teachers notice? I can understand Ron not wanting to tell his parents because he might get in trouble. Um, and it probably would make the whole flying car thing he has to do a exams. lot worse. But he has to do I know he even says that. He's like, I have to do exams with this broken wand. Um, and I, I mean, I guess we don't know this yet, but um, Lockhart is irreparably like damaged by this is is that true do we not get like a check-in on him ever again no we do he is he is institutionalized for the rest of his life (sighs) because we because we run into him at the hot at the hospital that sucks yeah so um i'm just gonna go ahead and say that if a teacher had seen that ron's ron's wand was broken I, I feel like that wouldn't be allowed. There has to be like wand safety classes, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I. It doesn't it, matter. It, it's actually, it's it's next to the ghoul studies class. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harry and Ron must have uh, accidentally attended ghoul studies instead. <laughs> so yeah, so Lockhart is forever uh, destroyed mentally. Uh, there's a giant snake skin. And Harry is conveniently cut off from the group, like in a video game. Yeah, in a, uh, in, a in a tunnel of collapse. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if I have anything else. I guess we have some outstanding clues that are going to be next, and it's the diary and uh, the Phoenix that can just really carry stuff. Yeah, we're, I cannot wait for the payoff of of the, the Phoenix that can carry a heavy load. I'm I'm so ready. <laughs> for, for Kazooie to make her dramatic entrance, I, whew, uh, I guess my final thoughts on this are: I'm glad this book is almost over, um, but I have to formally apologize to uh, Reddit and the internet at large. Um, this is the worst Harry Potter book, I think, or maybe it's not the worst one, but it is not a good one uh and we were we came into this book thinking like oh like everyone's just complaining about plot holes and we generally don't really care about that kind of thing i bet it's great um and we had a good time with the first three chapters and then it just exploded i feel yeah i i think that maybe people that are making these master posts of plot holes are expressing a real frustration 
with what isn't necessarily a problem with plot holes and really is a problem with either lazy writing or just poor, like a poorly thought out. It's it's a bad it's a bad story. I guess. It just feels uh, to me it almost feels modular like uh all of these ideas were developed in separate ways and then kind of strung together as a story like mm-hmm. all like dueling club spider thing uh giant snake like these are all elements that were like i really want to put these in a story and like i've i've written these really vivid like first drafts of of them and then they had to be arranged into a story that made sense and they just could not be tied together very well yeah um and for some reason, the first half of the book has to explain that racism is bad. <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, there's just yeah. none of that. In case you don't know, in case you don't know, racism, not great. Not not good. Not even for wizards. Not even for wizards. Thank you, Salazar Slytherin, for being racist. Um, I think that they should just kick all the Slytherins out. I agree. Um, and actually, I guess that's a good segue. I think, I think we both agree with Lee Jordan uh that slytherin should be kicked out and uh it's on us the shrieking shack to (laughs) develop a new house to replace them after the break Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed listening to Dursley House. <laughs> Speaking of houses, uh, we are going to design a new Hogwarts house. It's time uh, to get sorted. It's time to get sorted. Uh, we are firm. Uh, we are in firm agreement with with Lee Jordan that they should just chuck all the Slytherins out. I think <laughs> I think that's a fair uh, assessment of the situation at Hogwarts. Um, but. You'd still need a fourth house. Otherwise, I don't know, probably throw off some some sacred numbers shit. And you couldn't just cram all those students into the three remaining houses because then the common rooms would be too small. And, you know, we don't yeah, want that. We've got that big blank space on the logo there, the crest. Um, yeah. So we got to fill fill that in. So we are going to design a new house uh, for the new for the new age. Uh, and it's going to be it's going to be the best house you ever you ever did see. Uh, this isn't really. I, I guess we're, this isn't really a competitive game or anything. We're just gonna just gonna go down this list that I have here of things that we would need for a house mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and and discuss discuss our thoughts. Are, are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm excited about this. All right. So first things first. Uh, we're gonna need uh, a name for this house. Who you know. Uh, a, a name. A founder. You know what? What's what's the origin story here? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, the names of the Hogwarts houses are just so fanciful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not great at coming up with fanciful names, so let me just think about that. <laughs> um, the, I mean, there's the there's always the default option. We we did come up with this idea because we found an ad for a art school called Hurtwood House, uh, <laughs> which I'm a big fan of. Um, 
as a name, but maybe we don't want to steal that. But then yeah. again, uh, what if the you know the house founder was Horatio Hurtwood, who got hit in the nuts with a log or something, and it inspired him to to start a school for for. I mean, Horatio, um, Horatio Hurtwood, uh, he is he is creating a house at Hogwarts. Like, I, I assume that, you know, at Hogwarts, we've voted Slytherin off the island and there's like an open call. And it's like, we're going to need we're going to need someone to come in and refresh the spells on the school to make this new house. Like, we need a fourth founder. It's just That's like founder, but belated. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, so they might need to fill like maybe may, it needs to be someone who like might be able to fill uh, the void that Slytherin left. Like, like what are some of Slytherin's good characteristics? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, you know, it sounds like Horatio Hurtwood. Uh, you know, he got hit in the nuts with a log, and that log might have come from the tree that uh, oh. Slyth- that Slytherin's uh, ancestor oh. planted or descendant planted, uh, and it was cut down sadly because. Uh, when when Slytherin was kicked out of Hogwarts, we decided to uh, wipe his legacy off of the earth as well. So and sadly, that tree was cut down. Horatio was there, um, you know, doing that project. And uh, oh, I love this. I ouch. love this. He was he was trimming the branches of this tree and a really big branch. You know, he, he, he cut the branch and it just it was it got caught on another branch and it swung like a big pendulum. It just got him right in the large ouch um so he has a he has a you know and maybe and maybe that was you know maybe that was salazar slytherin uh uh you know his, it's like his a last connection. act his last act yeah it was like a, a connection so horatio hurtwood uh has uh has a deep connection to salazar that would interest the other hogwarts founders uh into welcoming him into the fold yeah, and that's the only way that he can do those spells. Obviously, the sacred number four. Uh, they needed Slytherin for some unknown reason, um, but he's just going to have to do because he has that that connection. Um, yeah. So he he comes in and he says, you know, it's time time to make Hurtwood House, unrelated to the other Hurtwood House, <laughs> unrelated to the other Hurtwood House. <laughs> uh, no relation. So Horatio Hurtwood. I love it. Horatio Hurtwood of Hurtwood House. Um, mm-hmm. uh, now. What would the theme of this house be? And like, kind of like a theme, like like maybe a motto, you know? Um, oh, oh yeah. I mean, everyone knows the Gryffindor motto, which is um, uh, any anything is possible if you've got enough nerve. That yeah, everyone definitely remembers what all of the house mottos are. Uh, that motto, um, everyone attributes that to Ginny Weasley. Uh, but it's really she was just saying the Gryffindor motto. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm definitely remembering these and not uh, not typing into Google very quietly. Ravenclaw house motto. I, I really, I really faked you out here because because there are no house mottos. There are no mottos because Hogwarts has a motto. It's the uh, don't don't poke a don't sleeping poke dragon a sleeping in the dragon eye or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I I searched Ravenclaw house motto. <laughs> That's our house. Well, for th- that now. is our house. Um, and here's the problem. There's a bunch of. I, uh, it looks like a lot of people have like made up uh, mottos. You know. Sure. Which, sure. Fair. Fair. 
one of them is a George R. R. Martin quote, but the Ooh. bigger problem here is that uh, just because of the font that they put on this one, I thought it said intelligent, wise, slurp, witty individual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta put slurp in Doramoto. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was it, it, to be clear it, it was actually sharp but it's a very bad font so uh yeah well, so, uh, okay okay that's a good jumping off point because i was thinking you know we're replacing slytherin and slytherin's biggest problem is that they were they were just assholes just absolutely evil assholes so i was gonna say something like um don't be an asshole but now i'm <laughs> thinking like don't be an asshole slurp <laughs> What do, you, what do you think of that i love it i love it because um um or uh, don't be an asshole slurp uh so that yeah it's it's it's, it's not it's not like a it's it's not like an onomatopoeia it's almost like a rap ad lib like you say you like turn around you're like don't be an asshole slurp like, yeah i love yeah. it oh that's so yeah yeah so like you see another, you see another Hurtwood in the hallways, and you like, you like, you know, you pound your chest, and you do, you do like a sign, and you're like, slurp, slurp. I love it. This is, this is. It's so good, and I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, what a great thing for members of the Toad Choir who are in Hurtwood House to do, because that you know, slurp, yeah. slurp, slurp? Question mark. Oh, slurp. <laughs> Good, great. We nailed it. it. Fucking perfect. Okay, so what's what's the mascot? What's our animal mascot? For I really House? just want to say a frog now, but uh, what other animals might slurp? Uh, an anteater? It's a fucking anteater. It's, it's an anteater. It's an anteater with a big old tongue. Uh, yep. <laughs> majestic. <laughs> the majestic anteater. <laughs> uh, is there... Okay, and that, that almost... Um, Oh, that's so good because that like ties into the um uh to the theme almost because like anteaters are pretty docile creatures right uh-huh. um but they do have big claws and you know they they <laughs> watch out they'll slurp you they'll slurp you oh 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 man oh god and you know what they slurp up termites and you know what termites do they hurt wood holy shit holy shit maybe there's like maybe we can almost go back here um and like like flesh out uh because because the fourth we kind of rolled into it with the the first one with the name but the next Mm -hmm. thing i had written here was head of house um but maybe we can kind of roll this into like like a more of a like an apocryphal like origin story for this that Uh involves the mascot as well as um horatio's wood getting hurt yeah Um, yeah so like so I'm just thinking like he he was he was trimming this tree and then the branch swung down and got him right on the tip. Mm, uh ouch. He fell over and he was writhing around in pain. Um and but like as he was down on the ground feeling sorry for himself, he he looked into the into the, and it's like sunset, it's like a beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. Um and on the horizon he sees uh an anteater walking towards him just trotting along like an anteater does yeah uh yeah. and uh and then the anteater uh uh went to like, slurp say 
<laughs> well, it went to the branch that hurt his wood and like slurped some termites out of it, you know? Mm, just a and, little treat, a little treat. Yeah, a little treat. And, and so that inspired Horatio. Uh, she's like, no matter what, um, you know, I'm not going to be an asshole like Salazar Slytherin. Uh, I will he's, not. Yeah, let, he's better than him. I'm better than Salazar Slytherin. Salazar Slytherin may be a racist whose who's ghost hit me in the nards, um, but I will never sink that low. I'm like the anteater. I'll just, I will, I'll slurp out the goodness in a bad situation and carry on my way. That's beautiful. That's a That's beautiful, beautiful story. I love that. Do you think anything you want to add to that? Or do you think that's Horatio Hurtwood's origin story? I think that's definitely his origin story. Um, but I, I think that uh, as far as head of house goes, can't we just have Snape, please? <laughs> Can we just? Please? Yeah, okay. So, so Slytherin, Slytherin was dissolved, right? Uh, and like, oh, I mean, Snape is, Snape's Snape is an gonna... asshole is the problem. Yeah, he's a yeah. real, he's a big asshole. I can't. I can't really there's no no way around that one. Yeah, that's tough. But like maybe cuz like if there's no more Slytherin and he doesn't have to like pretend to be a, like a racist Slytherin guy anymore, maybe he'd chill a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Or, or maybe here's no, you know what? I here's the thing. Uh I bet the way that we solve this is you know, Snape is a grumpy Gus because he's he wants that defense against the dark arts job and he's never gotten mm-hmm. it. What yep. if we say, all right, Snape, um, you know, the the motto for, for Hurtwood House is don't be an asshole, slurp. But, <laughs> um, uh, and I know that, that, you know, you kind of have a reputation, especially among the students for being kind of an asshole. But uh-huh. how about this? If you can keep it in check, if you can rein it in a little bit, we'll give you that defense against the dark arts position. I bet he could do it. I bet he could do it. You know, it might be tough. You know, might, maybe he'll have a couple of hard reviews first couple couple of uh, semesters. But I think he could do it. I believe in him because you know that's the thing. Like that's the termites, right? You're you're you know, Snape metaphorically has hit everyone in the nuts with a branch, but mm-hmm. but we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna succumb to to like that level. We're gonna say, look, buddy, uh, I know you're hurting. I know you want that defense against the dark arts position. Uh, so, so, you know, why don't we give it a shot? That's, that's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're just going to reform him. Hurtwood House will reform Snape for sure. <laughs> reform Snape, Hurtwood of Hurtwood House. Um, <laughs> also, I, I do want to go back a little bit here. What, let's, let's talk about Horatio. Yeah. Um, let's, 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 what is Horatio Hurtwood? What's his deal? What does he look like? Where's he from? What's his, uh, what's his deal? Well, he's an arborist because he was uh, tending to that tree. Yeah, he, okay, uh, good. Yep, arborist. Um, uh, maybe the best, ma- like, I feel like there's probably, like, a wizard arborist, right? They, te- they like, tend to... Like an uh, orb, but for trees. A, like a tree cop. Mm. I don't know if I like that. No, he's not a cop. Horatio sure Hurtwood is do that. definitely not a cop. He would never do that. Um, so that's, that's like, his career. Um what else about him uh what i mean this is the, you know the the other uh house founders have kind of striking designs you know Godric Gryffindor is like a big knight guy with a big robe sure. and beard Salazar yeah. Slytherin was a like old wizard looking guy 
uh, Hel- Helga Rowena Ra- Ravenclaw died. So that's yeah. I think she. There's just like some some ladies. Helga Hufflepuff was like a big big happy lady. Uh, so yeah, what like Horatio? Are we thinking like he's just so handsome? He's a he's super ve- handsome he's guy. Just incredible. You know, um, uh, Lockhart won the what Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award. Oh, he um, was the winner before Lockhart. Yeah, he he's won that one a lot. Yeah, um, so he's like. In fact, he won it so many times, and they're just like, we just can't. Horatio, you would win forever, but we just can't give it to you cheating. another year. Um, it's got to go to someone else. He's just, he's got a very charming smile. He's very handsome. Does he have, uh, like, are we thinking, like, kind of youthful and handsome, or are we thinking, like, like dashing rogue with, like, a mustache? Uh, are we thinking like full beard? Are we thinking like a Captain Crunch curly mustache? Like like what? <laughs> uh, I'm not thinking Captain Crunch. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I just say like like Captain Crunch, Captain Slurp. You know, like... <laughs> uh, I I like the idea of a mustache. I'm 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 imagining like a, a roguish uh, character you, here because. Because the um, the tree that was planted with Salazar's wand was in America, right? I have no idea. I think it was. I think it was in like on the Ilvermoni grounds or something. So maybe her like like Horatio Hornblower almost like Horatio Hurtwood is also a like dashing sailor. Uh, and I, I like that a lot. Yeah, and he like he cuts down only the finest trees uh, for his for his ships. Um, uh, he's a, yeah, he's a dashing captain. Uh, he's a good leader and he's not an asshole. No, uh, not he, at all. He's he just, just the got, nicest guy. He just got hit in the nuts, uh, one, one time. Um, so, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a picture here. I'm getting a picture of Horatio Hurtwood. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where in the castle? Cause I don't think the dungeons really fits for this. No, it doesn't really. Um, although, you know, I think that Hurtwood House might be kind of musical, and maybe the acoustics are pretty good down there. Oh, that's yeah, that, that that's that's fair. But I'm thinking, like, well, you know, maybe there, maybe Hurtwood House, <laughs> like maybe they build like a big barge or something on the lake because you know he was a oh, sailor, that's right? Sweet, that's so yeah. sweet. They get like a they get like a cool like big house barge houseboat on the on the lake uh and uh well, but then where's the anteater go maybe the anteater has like a admiral's hat is like walking around on the deck you know i don't think that there is a lion in gryffindor <laughs> but an anteater is a much easier animal to to wrangle i feel i don't think hufflepuff has a badger I think that a badger is probably well. Badgers can be pretty vicious, can't they? Yeah. I don't know uh, how how an anteater would do on a boat. <laughs> That's true. Well, he doesn't need. To, you're right. He doesn't need to be there. Um, but but I, I'm thinking like a houseboat or or um, yeah, houseboat on the lake or like yeah, because they're because they're on the lake and they're singing those those sea 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 songs <laughs> and they're adding slurp to all of them <laughs> slurp. <laughs> slurp the man down <laughs> <laughs> what do you do uh, with a drunken it, slurp <laughs> slurper is it, is it Durmstrang that arrives on the lake 
Dermot arrives in a flying ship. Yeah. So they they have have to park on the lake. Yeah. It's like park park over there next to Hurtwood House. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. And then they could like have a boarding party. Well, this like, is perfect like a, because uh, in the books, uh, Durmstrang hangs out with the Slytherins. Just imagine if instead it was like, just pull up next to Hurtwood House and it's just going to be a big old party on the lake. And there's no a- no assholes allowed. No assholes here. Victor 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 Crumb, uh, they teach him the, the slurp thing. Slurp? Yeah, he's gone. He loves that. He's going around doing the slurp. <laughs> oh, slurp? <laughs> uh perfect okay yeah so yeah houseboat big old like magic houseboat and then uh and then you know it's kind of a pain in the ass in the morning when you got to get to class because you got to take you got to like try to think like like are are they in the middle or are they like parked on the edge so you can just like walk onto the dock and then i feel like they're docked yeah head to school um yeah but uh damn that would be a that would be a great uh it would be a great uh place to (laughs) have a have a class i guess this is a huge improvement to slytherin house i think yeah i don't see I, any downsides here this huge improvement you know and and you know hopefully snape uh enjoys teaching defense against the dark arts uh uh and, and isn't an asshole all right got one more here mm-hmm. uh and i'm i'm thinking i'm gonna run down a list here but you know every uh Every every Hogwarts house has some famous members in it. Sure. Past. Who yeah. are if you thinking thinking in like real life or in the story, who are some famous uh Hurtwood House members? <sighs> well, all of the Shrieking Shack listeners. Every Shrieking Shack listener, you are welcome in, in Hurtwood House. Yep. We we know it. Uh some famous Hurtwood House uh alumni. Let me think. Trying to think of someone who isn't an asshole that's famous. Carly Rae Jepsen is. Yep. Oh yeah, her, she's a shoo-in from from Hurtwood House. Love that. I can't think of anyone famous. This is my. <laughs> this is this is my. I'm like I am just. Uh, the the only people I think of are uh, Alan Rickman, Hurtwood House, obviously. <laughs> absolutely well i mean he has to be right because he's snape and snape is the head of house now so but, yeah yeah they're the same thing same person snape and although Alan i think Rickman. that the, i think that uh it's tom felton that says that he thinks he's a gryffindor but he played draco malfoy who was a slytherin tom felton seems like well actually no because i think tom felton wrote that youtube comment uh <laughs> so i don't think he's because that was kind of douchey uh so i don't know if he's allowed yeah well that. if he if he deletes that YouTube comment, he's welcome in Hurtwood House. Yeah, you always get a second chance in Hurtwood House. That's uh, true. Um, because Snape, you know, because if, if we're offering Snape a job, then obviously, you know, we've got to we believe in the we believe in the goodness. We believe in the termites, uh, the termite snack that's hiding in in, in even the worst person. Yeah, for um, sure. So maybe even like the Slytherins who are getting kicked out, they're like given another chance. But like as soon as they say something racist, they're kicked out. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you want to turn around and join Hurtwood House and and be a part of a part of this great thing, you know, Daphne Greengrass, you're welcome. Yeah. Slurp. Come um, on in, Slurp. <laughs> da- I feel like Daphne Bolstrode. Green- slurp. <laughs> uh Daphne Greengrass is definitely are one of our star pupils, I feel. Um, yeah, yeah, I think she so. She really gets a chance to shine. 
after uh after not being much of a character um and maybe harry potter because you know the sorting hat always did say that he would be good in slytherin but he might be even better in hurtwood house i don't know harry's been kind of an asshole lately <laughs> that is, <laughs> harry is a fucking asshole in this book especially to hermione his his petrified friend uh who he doesn't really seem all that torn up about being in the hospital wing you know of gryffindors that i think would do well in hurtwood house neville Neville, I think he'd do great. Great in Hurtwood House. Uh, unfortunately, you know, as funny as I think Fred and George are, not good Hurtwood nope. material. They're nope. they are scary. Um, they're always being jerks to people with their pranks. So probably not a good Hurtwood fit. Yeah, there's got to be some other celebs. You know, we need some celebs. We need some cred. Yeah, we do. Um, or you know, like like Merlin was in Slytherin. Do you think Merlin would be a good fit for Hurtwood, or is Merlin kind of an asshole? <sighs> That's a good question. No, I'd say Mer- Merlin was. A- I would at least welcome Merlin into the ranks. Maybe he'd be a little bit of an asshole, but most of the time when he's a jerk, it's because King Arthur is like being an idiot, and and he's like, okay, look, buddy, you're the future king of England, and we got to You got to straighten up and fly right. So, so maybe Merlin. Fair um, enough. Um, yeah. Um, if we can retcon, uh, oh, I would we can. say, okay, if we can retcon, um, uh, maybe, oh, what if, what if we gave the head of house duties to both Snape and Lockhart? Oh, like a, like a, like a duo head of house. Like, yeah. I like that a lot. Because that, that's only because it's like, hey, you two have always been button heads, but if you can sort it out, there's a place for you here in Hurtwood House. Yeah, kind of like, you know, the, the trope of like, you know, you just can't stop arguing, so you're going to be stuck together for two weeks and then Ex- exactly. work it out. Work it out, fellas. I love that. Yeah. I'm sorry I can't think of any celebs. I mean, I think that's probably a good thing, really, overall. Like... Celeb celebs aren't great, but all the celebs I, I think of, I'm like, no way you'd be in Hurtwood House. Yeah, no, Jake Johnny Paul, Depp, get out of there, a, Jake, Jake Paul, Jake <laughs> Paul, and Logan Paul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, not members of Hurtwood House. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Cause I was all you know, when I was thinking about this before we started, I was like, I was kind of thinking we might want to trend towards making a new, slick, modern YouTube influencer welcoming house but the motto is don't be an asshole slurp and (laughs) um the i would say most influencers aren't gonna fit with with horatio's uh uh ethos you know yeah well i'll have to give that some thought i feel like we're gonna be coming back to hurtwood house Um, i think hurtwood house is is our is our new project yeah Um, yeah uh yeah i'm just trying to think like it's just like one select andrew wk is allowed in her oh oh slurp oh slurp fuck yeah andrew wk is absolutely an honorary exemplary member of hurtwood house yeah perfect example of of what hurtwood house is all about loves to party is never an asshole uh and would probably be stoked to live on a houseboat so yeah excellent 
Andrew WK, welcome to Hurtwood House. And Andrew WK, if you're listening to the Shrieking Shack, uh, you're definitely welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. But yeah, okay, perfect. I think we'll, we'll put a pin in that. I think this is an exciting first chapter in the story of Hurtwood House. Wait, I just thought of one more thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. Are, what are our house colors? Oh, shit. How did I not think of that? Um, okay, well, let's let's start with, like, what are the ones that are already taken? So red and gold, uh, blue and silver, or blue and bronze, depending on which you prefer. Yep, yep. Um, I'd say that even though we're dissolving Slytherin, I'd say green and silver are probably off limits, right? Yeah, yeah, we don't want to have any kind of brand confusion here. Right, and and Hufflepuff is, like, what, yellow and red? Yellow and black? It's black and yellow. Black and yellow. Um. Okay. Uh. Fuck. That doesn't leave very many. I like um, purple. Purple's good. You think like purple and oh, and he's like a captain too. So like, yeah, he's Roy- like, a, he's like, like a, royal he's like purple, a, purple and gold, like purple, or like beautiful, purple and, purple and gold trim. Uh, yeah. Love it. Uh, th- yeah, and 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 his robes when he was off doing um arborist stuff would be like like kind of a like a more matte purple. Um he has like big 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 purple gloves for handling the trees. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're stepping on Gryffindor's toes a little bit with the gold, but we just yeah, we but- have to have it cuz it just works very well with the purple. I guess I guess we could borrow because well, we can't take green, but we could probably take silver. Oh yeah, maybe purple and silver because because that way you're still paying a little bit of homage to the house we're replacing. Yeah, um, you know, especially because we're welcoming in at least you know as a trial all the other Slytherins. So maybe yeah, purple and silver. That sounds I love great. That. Yeah, purple with silver with silver trim, uh, and that's Hurtwood House. Great. So, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Welcome to Hurtwood House and a big welcome to all of our listeners to Hurtwood House. Um, and <laughs> 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 oh my God, please. I need like Horatio Hurtwood fan art or, or, or I, I, like I, I, I would not like put out this call normally, but this is I think this is too. we need we need the help to like flesh out the Hurtwood House aesthetic and and uh, and uh, yeah. We need we yeah. need we need the lore. We need Hurtwood House lore. So if you have any lore that you'd like to contribute, uh, email it to us at uh, shriekcast at gmail dot com, and and maybe we'll read some stuff on air, read some suggestions, and talk about those sometime. Um, but yeah, all right, Hurtwood House, chapter one of Hurtwood House, love it. Slurp. Oh, slurp. <laughs> Our theme song is. Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Check them out on Bandcamp. Uh, you can support us on Patreon for bonus content, more episodes, and a Let's Play that we are uh, currently working through of the Harry Potter PlayStation game. Uh, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, if you like the show, that is always a huge help to us. Liz, what are we reading next week? Next week, we're reading chapter 17, which is called The Heir of Slytherin, and chapter 18, which is Dobby's Reward. Oh, I can't wait for Dobby's reward. (laughs) 
Mm. And that's the end of this book. Thanks. So, <laughs> so we will be done after next week with we Chamber be. of Secrets. Well, mm, we're going to well, need to watch the movie next weekend or whatever. So we okay, can. Well, I will be done reading the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> We will be close. We'll be so close. But we do need to watch the three-hour film, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and then we're free. Yes, true. Then we are free. Dobby's reward. Uh, Anything else? Or is that that going to do it for us That is it for me today. All right. As, as, uh, you know, as I said, we would appreciate any uh, Hurtwood House uh, lore or theories, but don't forget, even if you get really into it, even if you are digging into those pages for some some clues on the you know, where to slot some some Hurtwood House lore, please read another book. Please read another book. If you go into the dream, but there's a lady in there, makes ocean raw seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye, because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.